welcome to the second episode of the Father's Day Podcast. Imagine this. Imagine being married for three years only to become a single father after the divorce. Also, imagine being the father of a 16-year-old son that you're currently paying child support for, but you cannot spend any time with him because of a restraining order that the mom has against you. In this episode, I will be interviewing Kelsey, the urban informer, and also the author of the book, Just the Two of Us, A Guide for Single Fathers Raising Daughters. Also joining us will be IG comedian Stickham Johnson, the father of a 16-year-old son who has his own fight with the system. Thank you for joining us for episode two. This is Fathers Ain't, and I am your host, Tyna Shaw. So my first guest tonight on the Fathers Ain't podcast is the Urban Info, Kelson. What's going on with you, Kelson? What's up, Ty? How you doing? I'm good. It's been a while. Yeah, hey. um, <laughs> you had me on here. I appreciate it. No, I I really thank you for your time, and I thank you for coming on. Um, I noticed uh a while ago that you had wrote a book mm-hmm. about being a single father. Congratulations! Thank you. Just the two of us. Yes, my dad, a single guy for dads raising their daughters. Yep. So I want to know because usually in these cases. Fathers don't end up with custody. So I want to know, was that a mutual decision between you and your uh, ex-wife? I would like to say it was. You know, at first it was like, I knew that she had plans to, you know, move out of town. It's like, uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) uh-uh. I knew that. I'll be real. I knew that I'm not no child support type dad. So it's like, you know what? I'll take custody. And at first, like this, she didn't fight me for it, so that was kind of like a re- kind of like a red flag. <clears throat> Excuse me, to me, it was like she ain't fighting me for it. One less battle, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because and is because you say that is part of the reason why I started this because it feels like with dads and child support, it's always a fight, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and. Some guys, like she said in my first episode, you know, they give up because you could be like right there and you about to get what you want. And they just give up because it's so frustrating. And like I mentioned to her, it's easy for a mother to walk in and say, hey, I need three hundred dollars a month. And Mm -hmm. we sign off on the paper and the mother walks out. Yeah. The father can come right behind her and say, that's not fair. And it's going to take about six months. Mm -hmm. I know. I think what what made it easier for. Me and my case is that when we did our uh our separation agreement that we were gonna use to when we um when we filed for divorce and everything, we had everything broken down, like far as splitting holidays, who's gonna get physical custody, who's gonna get legal custody and everything. And I think because we talked about it first, before we had to notarize and took the court, that made things a whole lot easier. Now at sometimes it's like maybe I should have asked for so you know, a little money, but you know what? I didn't. Cause whenever you know my daughter needs them, so always going to work to make sure she has it. I've been blessed thus far that we ain't never missed no bills, everything's paid. You know we ain't missed no miss no meals either. So mm-hmm. we just we just make it happen. So I I need to ask you. So being a single father to women that mm-hmm. looks good, you know. 
So I want to, I want to, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, is that do you feel like being a single father is glorified versus, you know, being a single mother? Like it's, it's almost like I want to say some people think of it as, oh, you're a single mother. It's kind of your fault. <laughs> but when you see a single dad, it's like, oh, so I mean, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Maybe I'm blind to it because I ain't seen uh, too much of the odds. You know, maybe, you know, I ain't seen it too much. I, I, got, I got a couple of comments, a couple, you know, text messages and calls. But I think because it's so normal to see the mother with the children, mm-hmm. that when you see a father with a, ch- with a child or children, it's like, he a unicorn. But we'll never, ever, 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 ever get the same <laughs> type of... um recognition as the mothers get and that's one of the reasons why i wrote the book because it's like okay you always hear it from the mother's point of view mm. there's a lot of dads out here that is doing a single dad thing and we don't get no we don't get no we don't get no uh too much talk it's always the mothers so i don't think we'll never get the same as much recognition or i guess clout as mothers would well that's why i'm here that y'all get the recognition that you deserve for being, you know, either a good father, a single father, whatever type of father you are, mm-hmm. as long as, you know, it's known, you know, what type of father you are. So um, are there some things in your agreement that you, you know, you wish you could have asked for? I know you said sometimes you think money, but is there anything else? Um, I think and it really kind of hit me maybe like three weeks ago. Because this is the first time that we're splitting holidays. Because before, you know, her mom was still here in the state of Maryland. But mm-hmm. now she's in Georgia. So we got to follow what we said in the in our um, separation agreement. Mm-hmm. Which, we would split holidays. You know, when she was here, no problem. Because most of the time she came over to my place after we divorced everything. And mm-hmm. we could open up gifts in the morning. And that was that. This year, I hit them so like. What you want to do about the holidays? And she said, "Well, you know, this year, um, you you take Thanksgiving, and I'll take Christmas." And that's the big holiday. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I have her 98 percent of the time. Mm. I'm gonna have to this year just go ahead and do it. And I'll be honest, like it, I was probably messed up like emotionally for like two or three days when even trying to talk about like my close friends and family. Mm-hmm. And they gave me like. I get it, but you, you might need this downtime, you know, because you have it so much. Use this time to relax, do something for you. But it's like, huh? Like, <laughs> it hasn't been a Christmas since she's been born that I haven't been right there. Okay. I'm just trying to, um, and I'm sure that's why I booked a trip to Miami, you know, for a whole Christmas holiday. <laughs> <laughs> might not be a hippie suicidal. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was probably it's the, it's the right thing to do to split the holidays, but it's it's hard. I'll say it's hard. So I want to ask you, so when a married couple gets a divorce, mm-hmm. we always hear that when the father, well, I'm sorry, not the father, when the husband asks for alimony or spousal mm-hmm. support, that's always frowned upon because always. this mm-hmm. society looks at it as you the man. You provide. How do you feel about fathers asking mothers for child support? Hmm. Sometimes, probably when I was angry, <laughs> I thought about, you know what, maybe I should have asked for child support or spousal support and everything. But she's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. 
Like I, I think I'm in a position, thankfully, you know, with my career and everything, that I can handle everything that comes, you know, comes our way. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't knock nobody for doing it. That's what they feel they need to do to help provide for their daughter. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. That's something else I want to. What are some of the challenges that you face being a single father? So, like, is it hard getting up in the morning for school? You know, you know things like that. No, because normally I'm, I'm a part of like an hour before she gets up. The, one of the hardest things for me in the beginning was the whole potty training situation. You know, because mm-hmm. us guys, you know, we go to the bathroom, whip it out, keep moving. <laughs> Females, you can't do that. You, you, I had to learn the whole wipe from front to back thing. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure you know we wiping good and making sure she's clean so she don't get no infections or anything down there. Um, now it's like I can't have my bed to myself for an entire night. <laughs> you know, it's because by one o'clock in the morning, somebody I can feel somebody get in my bed and I wake up and it's her. Um, she say your bed's cozy. Like it's fine, um, and even for me, because with my career, like me having to like go to different places and maybe host some things, mm-hmm. finding the sitter, like I gotta, that 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 can be challenging. Um, or if I gotta go in and do a do the morning show or something, trying to find somebody to do that where mm-hmm. I can still be you know attentive to her, but also go to work. It can be challenging sometimes, and I will say I think the pandemic, um, I was able to stay home. Uh, stay home a lot more. Mm-hmm. So now I'm really things are starting to open back up a little bit, and I'm getting asked to do different stuff. So yeah, trying to sometimes trying to find a sitter. So so is it safe to say that when you hear someone saying, "Oh well, you you know you a mother, you got it." So is is it safe to say that you can say, "No no no, <laughs> it's a lot harder than you think." <laughs> I'm gonna say this for the longest time. You know, I would hear mothers talk about it's hard being a single mother. Da da da. And I'm like, how? What's the big thing? But now, I apologize to all the single mothers that said it about. I understand the struggle. Has there been any like major changes to your lifestyle? Like as far as you know, single. (laughs) (laughs) Well, besides that, like. You know, like you said, this the whole I gotta find a sitter thing, and you know, is there anything else besides that that you you know? I think it's just realizing that it's not just me anymore. Because before I was married and before I had a child, I would just be able to get up and go. No, mm-hmm. no responsibilities. It's just me. But right. now, when I was married, you know, you gotta do the whole talk to the wife thing. Y'all talk that out. <laughs> you know, but now when you're a single dad, it's like, all right. I can get a sitter for this, be back by this time. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta schedule everything out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how important is it uh how important is a support system? Like Daddy, I'm not too quiet. You are. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say having a village is very, very important. Um, mm-hmm. like my sister, uh I, the daycare provider, um my my nanny when I had one uh, mm-hmm. when she's available mm-hmm. like my my aunt they have been a tremendous help for me um, from watching her so that I can go to work or I may I just need a dad break you know mm-hmm. or 
just coming over and sitting with me. So I want to jump off the balcony and <laughs> like they've been really, really important. You gotta have a village of people that you can, that you can trust and that you know that you know that they're always gonna have your best interest at heart and make sure your child's best interest at heart at heart. Okay. So I know we, you know, we got a little bit of time left. So I just wanted you to briefly, you know, tell us what your book is about and what made you decide to write this book or give give dads a guide on how to raise their daughters. So when I first started writing Just the Two of Us, it was it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was during the time where I was angry, like super angry about the divorce I was dealing with, super angry about um, how I felt my ex-wife was treating, you know, our child. Um, cause she, cause she's the youngest of three. She had two other, she had two other kids from another relationship, from other relationships. Um, so I was just home. Like, you seen that little meme of author writing in this book. <laughs> That's what I was like <laughs> during the pandemic. But in a, in a, in a copy of the book that you, that you see, that's out now, um, it's not the same version that I wrote when I was originally writing it for several reasons. But the main reason being that that's still my child's mother and my ex-wife. I didn't want to dog her out. You know, mm-hmm. I still had that level of respect for her, no matter all the things that we went through, but I still had a, had a level of respect. But at the same time, I had to, I wanted to get it out. I wanted mm-hmm. to share what it's like going through a divorce Going from, you know, y'all getting married, building a house in it for a year to divorce it, you know, to a divorce. Right. What it was like um, up until the, the separation part, trying to live life during the pandemic. Um, I talked about how, um, you know, the pandemic, a lot of people incomes were cut short. And so I talked about how I also used that time to start my side hustle with the cooking with cows teaching cooking classes and how she's involved with that and trying to date in the point. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like like one important thing for, for dating, I don't know if people realize it, is that if you have a parent, if you have someone that's had, that has a kid, a single single parent, timing is everything to them. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to because we gotta find we, first of all we got we, we gotta find a date. That's that's number one. <laughs> find a date. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a sitter, gotta go to the place, you gotta pay the sitter, but then you only like a certain amount of window to be out. So if the person is running late or not there, you, you really didn't piss me off because now I didn't I didn't took all this extra time and you not respecting my time. I, and I really got a, a big issue with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So message to all the folks that dating single parents, respect <laughs> their time, please. <laughs> um I talked about life after or kinda I guess I'm sorry, after pandemic, because we're still in the pandemic, but just life after I got being on lockdown for so long and trying to get normal and the things I learned from being with my daughter or things I had to teach my daughter, my daughter during this time, because I don't know what it's like being, to be a female, you know what I'm saying? Right. I can do is try to raise her to the best that I can. Do you, are, do you find that a, to be challenging at times? Because like you said, you're not a female or do you find yourself, all, you know, calling your sister or, you know, the other females in your family, you know, for, for those reasons? Yes, I call my sister. I got some great close female friends that I'll call or, you know, some colleagues that I, tr- that I trust and I know, you know, we're like family. I yes. call them I know one of them, <laughs> I remember calling about like at one point 
my daughter, all she was eating was applesauce all day, or all she wanted to eat was macaroni and cheese. Like, if she going to eat something else, like this, this can't be right. <laughs> She'll change. She's good, you know. And I and I be cooking. Like last night for I did the cooking class with the bang bang shrimp tacos. She didn't want that. She wanted some damn spaghettios. I'm like, what? And I just slaved over this stuff. You gonna play in my face like this? <laughs> Different stuff. I'm getting used to. So how has the the separation um, affected, if it has affected Blake's relationship with her siblings? Um. Well, she don't. She she went from seeing them every day. You know, us all waking up in the same house to mm-hmm. now where she's seeing them. You know, via Facetime. So it's 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 an adjustment. So what? So if I may ask. What does that conversation, what does that conversation with Blake look like when she asks, you know, well, why isn't mommy in the house with us? Or does that, cause I'm not really sure how old she was when you guys divorced. Mm-hmm. So, and sounds like to me, she's pretty smart in the background. <laughs> so like, you know, and I'm pretty sure she has questions. So how, how do you explain that? As of right now, I have never got that question from her. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but like you said, that girl is smart. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. Mm-hmm. But I just, again, I just make sure I keep it positive and like, you know, mommies and mommy and the girl and your sisters, they're not here. You'll dad that, but you know, you'll see them soon and stuff like that. Okay. I, definitely, I definitely always try to keep it positive and not right, saying right. negative, and, but, and she'll see. Right. She'll see when she get older. So do you have, so, for my first two episodes, I've touched on, like I said, the system and how some guys get frustrated because it's so easy for a mother to do one thing and so hard for the father to come in and undo it. Mm-hmm. So do you have any advice? Because you're a single dad, so you know, you know what it is to, you know, always be around your kid. And I'm pretty sure you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And there are fathers who want to be in your position, not necessarily single dads, but they always want to be around their kids, but they can't for whatever the reason is. Do you have any advice for those dads? Uh, I'll be a little bit transparent here. Even after, you know, we were divorced, a lot of times I would, I would get angry and would be so upset and be we going back and forth because feelings were still involved you know, between me and my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. I'll say my behalf, you know? So mm-hmm. when she would say things or would, something would just piss me off, I didn't like how something was happening. Mm-hmm. That sort of argument, you all types of this and that, like, and <laughs> right. it was hard. Um, mm-hmm. But then I would talk to some other, my friends that have gone through a similar, uh, similar situation and they would say, don't like, don't get your emotions involved in it. Um, Mm-hmm. Keep level headed. Like don't like don't 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 go back and forth. Don't argue or nothing. Especially if it's a text message or email where they can see it. Don't do that. You never want to seem like the aggressor. Right. Don't don't be the aggressor. Let if they want to be act crazy, look crazy, let them. I know it's hard because you know somebody say some stuff, you ready to clap back. Yes. <laughs> because yeah, some people, as we've seen, they'll take it to court and they'll use your, use it against you. Um, I will also suggest, and I, we didn't have to get to this point, but I was definitely uh, researching it. They have different um, co-parenting apps where hmm. it's like a, a, a mediator, but it's through an app. And so the conversation is strictly about, you know, seeing the child and checking on the child and stuff like that. Maybe consider even doing that. Okay. So 
Um, so let's, you know, before we close it out, let's lighten it up a little bit. So okay. what is something that Kelson and Blake must do? Like, for instance, my son and I, we mm-hmm. always watch football together. So mm-hmm. we always watch the Ravens games. We have to do that. He can't, you know, he won't do it with anybody else uh-huh. unless somebody else is around. Mm-hmm. But what is it that's something that Kelson and Blake have to do? Like, nobody else can do it except Kelson. <laughs> hmm. Something that Blake and I, that only us can do. I don't know, because depending on how she feels, she might rock with me, she might not. She'll go. <laughs> but I will say, I know we both like to uh, eat. Like sweets, okay. and like gummy bears. That's our thing. We love gummy bears. Is so, that, do y'all have a favorite show that y'all like sit around and watch? Because I've been hearing a lot of Coco Melon lately, and you know, and I'm pretty sure she's too old for that. But is there no, something that she'll watch Coco Melon? She'll watch Famous <laughs> Two Kids. She'll watch. Um, lately we've been watching Toy Story one through four over and over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that, but we definitely um like when we have one thing I'm, I've started doing now because she has an iPad and iPhone that when it's time for dinner, there's no iPhones or iPads at the table. We're sitting there eating or mm-hmm. watching a movie together while we're eating, but no, but no outside distractions. And so she will check me if my phone ring. I get on it, Dad. That no phones at the table. You know what? <laughs> right. So okay. I can I can definitely respect it. I can, yeah. I can definitely. Respect it. So, and one more last question is give me one fun fact about Blake. Blake is hilarious. <laughs> like, I, she was, she's definitely been here before. <laughs> hilarious. Like, she'll say some stuff like, what? And she'll be like, but no, she has a lot of personality. She's funny. And she, and she like, she like super sweet. Like, the sweetest. And I, I will say, I guess definitely having a girl, it will definitely make you, you know, that much softer. So I love that. That's 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 my baby. So so it is true that the girls soften the dance. Most definitely. <laughs> and now so, like they keep asking me, so you want more children? I do want more children. They said you want a boy. Cool. That's cool, but give me another girl all day. I love being a girl, Dad. <laughs> Do you see yourself being married again? Probably in 2099. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you know what? I, I want to. I, I, I'll say this. I want a healthy relationship for me and another person, but also a great mother figure for my daughter. Absolutely important. And I know, like, I'm not I'm not rushing into anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, whoever I end up dating or being with, we're going to damn they have to be best friends before, you know. We, we okay. go there. So, what, what's a reasonable um, time frame to bring someone else into your child's life? So, if you if you are constantly dating someone, and you know it's been going on for a minute, mm-hmm. what is the what's the reasonable time frame to say? Okay, now you can, you know. I would have to say. If it's serious, maybe like six to like six months. Aaliyah, that's the minimum. That's the minimum, I would say. Okay. I'm leaning towards six now, but definitely six months. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's I've heard that a lot. So well, I would like to thank you for your time, Kelsey. I really do appreciate you 
coming on and having this conversation with me. Um, I wish you all the best of luck being a single dad. You do a good job at it. Thank you. And let us know how we can follow Kelson and where we can purchase just the two of us. It's real simple. You can do it all in one place. On my, uh, <laughs> my Twitter or my Instagram. Okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Urban Informer. And then in my bio, I have the link to my book. My next guest is Instagram comedian, Mr. Stickum Johnson. Thank you, Stickum, for joining me tonight. How are you today? I'm all writing yourself. So... I asked you to be on the show because about a month ago we had a conversation and you asked me some things um, about my podcast. And then you also told me some things as to why you asked me those questions. If you don't mind, could you briefly explain the situation between you and your son and his mom? Uh, situation is there's a restraining order out. Uh, and it's against both of them, but since it's since he's a minor, it has to be out on her as well. So that both sums it up. Uh, you know, just a restraint order, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Now you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but may I ask why was there a restraining order put in place? Mm, it's kind of be honest. I don't know the reason why. Mm-hmm. It was my son. It's a story. I got time to tell a story. Briefly, <laughs> Let's briefly tell a story. Okay. Okay. So I smell weed in my son's room upstairs. Mm-hmm. I checked him about it. I just talked to him and said he. Need, I know he's doing things, but you can't control your kids out there, right? All the time, unless you just leave them boxed up in the house. Right. Just don't bring it in the house. So that was a Thursday. I took him over to his mother's house for that weekend. She called me that Sunday and said she smelled weed in his room. Mm-hmm. So I came over there. And it's a bag, a duffel bag he carries between both of our house. So I went through the bag and I smelled, uh, no, I found the weed. So, most fathers, I reacted, you know, and he's a 15-year-old boy. I'm not grabbing no belt. So, hit him in his chest and stuff like that. All that was well and dandy until a week later, his mother called me. No, we, I decided he stayed with his mother for a couple of days, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, the situation let it die down. She wasn't too cool with it, but. She had no other choice. She called me a week later, cursing me out, talking about I need to come get him. But when she cursed me out, I hung up the phone because I like to be talked to a certain way. So I guess she was upset. They get into it a lot. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't. But that two days later, I found weed in his room again while he was gone. So mm-hmm. I pulled up on him, and I took the phone. I, I paid for the phone bill. I took the phone. And next thing I know, sheriff department knocking on my door. 
telling you that there's a restraining order. There's a restraining order, and okay. Long, I mean, to shorten it up, basically, my son got into an altercation with his mother, his aunt, and a couple of other people in the family, mm-hmm. and they end up calling the police on him. So it went through. He went through a psych war, war, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And long story short, that I became the issue because of why he was acting out. I'm the reason why he acts out. That's what he told them. And he said I was uh, abusive, which I'm not. Said I was abusive. So his mother felt as though she needed to do something to show him that she's trying to protect him. Now, she said to plenty of people, I know your, his father's not abusive to him, but I feel like I need to do something. And it resorted to this. Wow. Um, first of all, let me just say this. As a parent myself, I don't think that you did anything wrong because he's, he's 15, you know, and he's got to learn how to be respectful to his mom and all the other people in the village that raised him. Uh-huh. Um, I, I guess I'm a little flabbergasted because I've never heard of this before. Um, do you currently pay child support for your son? Yeah, I've been paying child support since he was three. And it's crazy because the judge was like, why are we here? We're like, what's the real reason why we're here? So, mm-hmm. but me not knowing the court system well, I just said grant them this, mm-hmm. not knowing that, you know, it can go down for a record. I didn't know that. I was just like, I don't want to keep going back and forth for the courts. If this is what my son wants, let's give it to him. But it was a mistake. It, it's really interesting that you say that because in my first episode, I don't know if you watched it or not. I seen it. I, okay. Now, those were one of the issues that I did make known that a lot of fathers get frustrated with the system. So do you feel like from my first episode... Do you know anything different now that you didn't know when you first went? And if you do, are you willing to pursue this again or are you done with the system? Uh, oh, just the, the system is just not something I want to deal with at all. You know, I feel like it's a losing battle for a man. Like when I was first put on child support for him. He was three years old, and she told them people that I have not done nothing for him since he's been born. And, like, I, I wasn't keeping receipts at the time, but I just gave her a $500 check before. Mm-hmm. And then the people at the court was like, okay, what's this then? I was like, okay, that's all he done. And then they just caught her in a lie, but still seem as though they still run with what she say. So I just, it's, it's pointless to fight. It's not pointless to fight, but I just don't have the fight. How about that? Well, let me ask you this. Um, I've I've had conversations with people who say, you know, when it comes to your kids, you fight for your kids. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand your frustration as a father because, like you said, the mother can go in and lie and just say anything or whatever. And it's like, okay, because, as the judge said last week, somebody has to pay for this child. So it's going to be you. So what do you say to those people who say you're not fighting hard enough? Uh, I guess I will agree that I'm not. I mean, I feel as though if my son doesn't want to see me right now, in due time, it will come where he wants to. I mean, I don't, I mean, he's 15 years old and I pretty much 
that's why I was falling short on like letting him make his own decisions, decisions. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you agree or disagree with me when I say that at the age that he is now, this is the most crucial part or time of his life where he needs his father. Involved? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so my son was living with me, and I was paying child support. You know, it does it doesn't bother me. You know, paying her the money, but you know, she was still trying to control the situation, even he when he was here, mm-hmm. like telling him that he don't need to go to school. Like he's under my roof. There's no reason for him to miss school. If I'm leaving out to go to work, he need to go out and go to school. Okay, so in what aspects of your life has this situation affected you? Is there like anything? Cause you know, like how I said, if you don't pay child support, you, you lose your license or you can't get your passport or anything like that. Is there anything that this is affecting your lifestyle and some of the things that you may want to do? Uh, well, with the restraining order right now, I'm not allowed to get my concealed license. Okay. So, because it's a restraint all out on me. Okay. So, of course, this situation has affected the relationship with you and your son, of course. Um, what does that conversation look like when he's old enough to say, you know what, Ma, I, I need to talk to my dad. What does that conversation look like between you and him? I don't know. Me and my son are two stubborn guys. We're very both stubborn, so... I can tell you what I want it to look like, mm-hmm. you know, and an apology for putting, you know, this is not the first time he put everything in my lap. And I don't, we don't even have issues. Most of the issues is between him and his mom. And she calls me to come over there and be the enforcer. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel as though as a man, you should always help the other household, but it can also backfire on you. Like she'll tell him to go outside at her house and then call me and tell me to tell him to come back in the house. I'm like, you just want me to be the bad guy, but I don't, I don't, it's not a problem. It's okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it should be an apology for him or an apology for me. I'm not sure. I haven't come to that conclusion yet. Do you feel like it would be necessary to be an apology from the both of you? Him for what you just said and you for not I guess for a better word, because you didn't fight hard enough. It's, it's crazy you say that because his mother said that in the court, like during the Zoom. She spells though, I was just like, give it to him and I didn't fight. I mean, why would I sit in here and play a game? Why would we even go through this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I mean, that's you right. You're supposed to fight, but I'm not sure how they wanted that. I mean, I was just trying to give them what they wanted at the time. So as a father to this young teenager with all of this stuff going on in the world with the cops and, you know, you, you know what's going on. Uh-huh. How, how do you feel knowing that he's out there in the world without your guidance? It's scary. I pray for my son all the time. So, I mean, and I'm not sure what path he's going down, but. The last time I seen him, it wasn't the correct path. So I just continue to ask my mother to watch over him and 
make sure, you know, got him in the right spot. And he's just stay out the way. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All I can do is pray. So those of us who follow you on Instagram know that you have a daughter as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I appreciate how hands-on you are with her. I think the thing that impressed me the most with your daughter was uh, she had her little nail kit and, you know, you set it up like she was in the nail salon. And, you know, yeah. I, I I really, really, really enjoyed that because you don't see a lot of that with fathers and daughters. So, and I know at one point when you were seeing your son, you always had them together mm-hmm. if, if you could. How has this situation affected your daughter? Oh, not in a good way. Her uh, first time speaking to him since February was last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And through the grapevine, I heard she wasn't able to talk. She just cried the whole time. And she couldn't talk to him. I guess because she missed him so much. She asked about him a lot, but I don't really know what to tell a five-year-old. You know, I can't really explain the situation. Mm-hmm. But the mothers got together and uh, let them see each other last Friday. No, two Friday, two Saturdays Two Sundays ago was his birthday, and they seen each other just last Friday. So that was good. It so, was- do the mothers get along for for that part? They get along. I mean, for the children's sake, yeah, I mean, they get along. I mean, no beef, no type of beef, or none of that, you know. But they, yeah, they they they're cordial. Okay, so if somebody gave you the tools and the resources to go back and try this again. What is it that you didn't know then that you want to know now to fix the situation? Well, I would do that. I mean, I wouldn't go along with the court order, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't think they was going to make it a whole year. A whole year is a long time. It is. I thought it was about three months to six months. And during the court, when you got a restraining order out on you, you're not allowed to have any firearms. So you got to turn all your firearms in. But I don't think I would have, I guess, kept doing the Zooms. Because most likely I would have won that case. It sounds like I'm just a father disciplining this son for doing something wrong. And the way the judge kept saying, Mr. Johnson, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I wasn't real positive why he kept asking me, am I sure? I'm like, just give it to him. You know, this is what they want. But he kept saying, Mr. Johnson, are you sure? I guess that was telling me, you might as well fight this because you're going to win. But I didn't think about it like that. So did you did you represent yourself? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then let me just offer my opinion. I feel like you should go back and fight because it seems to me that you're a lot more knowledgeable now than you were then. Um, and even then you, you kind of knew that you had the case, but like the judge said last week, she had a, 
person who was almost there, but he gave up. And and like I said, I get it because the the system is very frustrating, and it's set up not to favor you guys in any way. Um, but I do feel like when you have these resources or these tools, or you know, when people are giving you advice, I I really do feel like you should go back and fight because then that sets the tone for the next mother who comes in and says, Hey, he hit him too hard. I don't want him around him. I want to go back and fight, but I really don't know the situation. I don't know. She's saying that he doesn't want to see me, but I haven't heard it from his mouth. So that, that what makes me want to fight. But also I feel as though if he said it, there's a chance he could have said it because you know, he's, it's not the first time you put the blame on me, but I don't know. Well, let me just say this. He's he's 15, 16, 15. He's 16 now. Okay, so he's 16. Time happening, he was 15. So when so he's 16 now and we all know that our children say things out of anger. You ever really thought about this? Okay, what happened happened, right? You ever stop to think maybe one day that he's angry because you didn't fight? No. Mm -mm. No. I mean, no. Well, I mean, I'll, this would be the only situation to have to fight. Any other time I'm fighting his mother in his battles. Mm -hmm. Like, I wake up out of my bed at 12 o'clock because he ran away looking for him. It, it, me and him never really had any issues. But since I'm the only one that can get him to do what he's supposed to do, uh, looks like he wanted me out of the picture. I don't know. Cause well, do you feel like any of his actions are like um, a cry for attention? Because we know kids aren't as articulate as us and they can't. Some children feel like they can't come to their father or their mother and say, hey, I need you or this that, and other. So they do things as far as behavior or, you know, whatever the case, just to grab your attention. And then when you when they finally get your attention, you say, well, what's wrong with you? And then they'll start telling you, you know, whatever the issue is. So I'm just saying. I don't know. My son was, he, he didn't talk much. I understand why he wouldn't talk to his mother, but mm -hmm. he just didn't, he kept everything bottled down. I don't really know what happened. Where like, it's like one minute he's a child, next minute, you know, he's a whole total different person. And I don't know what happened mm -hmm. for the change to come. Well, do you realize that at times children are stuck between the mother and the father? So it's like, I really want to be with my dad because, but because of the stuff that my mother's saying. So, so it's been my experience that children feel like they owe you both loyalty. So. And one thing I taught him, it was to always pick his mother's side. You know, if it ever came down to it, you pick your mother's side. I don't know if that was right or wrong thing to do. Yeah, I was just about to ask you why. But, why did you say? <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's, it's your mom. I feel like your, you know, a mother's love is not as strong as a father. I'm not saying as strong as a father's love, mm -hmm. but just the bond I had with my mom. You know, my bond was always stronger with my mother than with my father, and he was a hands-on father, but. I just, I know they were close. But 
it's two different bonds. So the mother bond is the nurturer, you know, she gives the hugs and, you know, the kisses or whatever the case. But the father's bond is is a little different. So I guess you can't really compare the two, even though I know what you're saying, but each parent gives something different. Yeah. So I I do feel like, you know, like I said, the children feel like they owe both of you loyalty. So it's like, I don't, and because he's primarily with the mother, he doesn't want to say anything to, you know, make her angry because she's always with him. But no, it wasn't primarily. <laughs> it wasn't. No. It wasn't. Okay. I told him he was living with me at the time. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> but um, has this situation at all, because, again, we all know that you laugh and you're you know, you joke and play around on Instagram and you're funny and, but does this situation in itself at all take a toll on your mental health? In the beginning, it did when uh, I got a call from Child Protective Service. It was like, okay, like this is, it went too far. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know I definitely can't forgive his mother for this and the type of thing she wrote on the report was just a lie. So in the beginning, I thought, you know, it was going to interfere with my relationship with me and my daughter or getting my daughter. But once I guess they didn't follow through with it, you know, mm -hmm. kind of died down. It doesn't know. Maybe but not seeing my son, you know, coming home from work, having him upstairs. It, it bothers me, but uh, I do a pretty good job of hiding it. And you do realize that that's not good for you, right? Probably not. No, it's not. <laughs> Probably not good for me, but yeah. But well, I don't I don't know what to do other than, you know, to keep smiling. I got a I got a daughter as well. So Well I, your story is very unique and I do appreciate you coming on and you know, sharing this with everybody because like I said, these are the things that people need to hear. Mm -hmm. So before we close out I just want to ask you, for anybody that may be in this situation right now or it may happen to them or who knows, is there any advice that you could offer someone that may go through this? Basically, if you know you didn't do anything wrong, fight. Let's... And if out of all the times that I could have won, I probably would have won this one. Out of all the court cases, even outside of child support, I probably would have won this one. And I don't know why. I, I didn't. I didn't think. I don't even think they knew it was going to be this serious. Because even after that, they were still trying to reach out to me. All so, day, she reached out to me. She called me probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. But even though with the court, I'm not answering the phone. And I'm not trying to be no dickhead, but mm -hmm. I'm just not. I don't I don't want no problems with the law. So once okay. it is up, I'll answer the phone. 
So is is that so okay? Because you said you didn't want any, pro- and it's it's so crazy to me because everything that you're saying is tying really into what I said last week. Nobody wants to deal with the system, even though you know that you're not wrong in this situation at all. I'm not. There's nothing I would change at all. Would I, anything I did, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, other than the courts, the Zoom. Right. Mm-hmm. I would change that. But as far as the discipline, I wasn't. And it's so crazy because when that happened, we were all talking, trying to figure out what he needs to do to stay out of trouble. But my baby mother felt as though she needed to do something. And this is what she decided to do. And he still acts out, even though I'm not there. Even worse now. And it may be because you're not there. Well, right now, I feel as though I don't want to say that's something she she has to deal with. You know, because she took me out of the picture. So. Well, what if she decides to put you back in the picture? I'm still going to be a, you know, a father, but will I still be able to be the father that I used to be? Because I'll be hesitant on how I should talk to him now. I'll be hesitant. It's just, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing a whole lot of things knowing that you can easily lie on me and just turn my whole life around. Like, I don't want to be in that situation at all. And I would have to imagine that that hurts because... It do. And for her to admit that she knows it's not happening, but still go through with it, it's a it's a big slap in the face. It's a big slap in the face. And a lot of people tell me I got baby mothers that walk over top of me. I do. You know, <laughs> I do. They treat, they treat me like trash, but I feel as though, you know, I had a child with them. That's something I got to deal with, but... But those of us who know you or, you know, who watch you on Instagram and, you know, or whatever the case, they may treat you like trash. But from from my viewpoint, from the outside looking in, yeah. you're a damn good father. And I still get called a deadbeat dad. It's, it's no, a, a female will never be happy with anything. I'm not saying anything, but it's always something more that they will want you to do. Mm-hmm. I, it's not much I can't do if we living in two different households, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get called player names, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to be the best father I can be right now to my daughter. Like, I don't know, I don't know. It's hard, but sometimes you know, them females probably still want you, <laughs> or see you in a relationship with somebody else. So I don't know. Well, that's usually the case. Usually. I'm not going to say it is all the time, but the majority, that's 99, well, let's just say 95. 95% of that is that. And, and, and it's bad because again, like, you know, like we discussed last week, she can get mad because of that and walk into a courtroom and say, okay, well, I need money. You're in a relationship. I need money. And it's granted. It's just that easy. Like, I, my son only seen, like, two females I dated since he was 15. Like, I I don't bring females around my kids. Now, the girl I'm with now, you know, she met my daughter. And my daughter loves her. 
But her mama don't love her though. <laughs> <laughs> her mama don't love her though. It'd be hard. It's hard, you know, to to be a father and be a boyfriend when you still trying to make the mother happy. And people say you shouldn't be trying to make the mother happy, but I don't want to go through all this. Oh, I don't want my daughter around her. So sometimes weekends I be with my daughter where I don't even get to see my girlfriend just because I don't want her mom to be mad. Mm -hmm. So, and it shouldn't be like that, but. No, and it should not. And that, that is very unfair to you because I will be the female that will say, I don't understand why it's okay for the females to move on and have new people. Yeah, I drop I drop my daughter off to her stepdad now. Stepdad, like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's, it don't bother me. It's not my first time hearing my kid call somebody. You're gonna you break up, so there's gonna be someone else in the picture. Of course. So I don't see why people get jealous. It's gonna happen, but it don't bother me now. Well, I first of all want to thank you for giving me your time to you know explain what was going on I like I said I really do appreciate it hopefully as this podcast goes on you'll learn something else mm -hmm. and then when I come back and see you again you'll tell me guess what Ty I fought and I won yeah I'm gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody that's watching and listening tell us how we can follow Stickum Johnson Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Stickem Johnson. No, Stickem underscore Johnson. S-T-I-C-K-E-M underscore J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Okay. And I, um, I'm pretty funny, you know? That you are. I, I appreciate you, that. I appreciate when you're that. not stealing the people content. Who you talking about? I ain't steal nobody content. Don't say nothing like that. They posted that <laughs> no. days ago. Mine was 10 days ago. I was laughing. I was saying that because you nah. you posted that the other day, so that's why I was making a joke of that. But they, they stole my content <laughs> and got some views off of it too. I ain't like that. I don't like that. Nah. Thank you, Sticker, for joining me on this episode of Father's Aid. Hopefully, I'll get to reconnect with you again, and you'll have a different story to tell me the next time. Okay. Hopefully. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.